Hey guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Wild Truck Talk. How are you guys doing? So, in this episode, we're going to talk about a company that has been, let's say, vilified in the latest, in the recent time. A company that started with a bang, with a peculiar way of distributing their products. A company that I am basically affiliated with, not in a sense of financially, not in a sense that they pay me to say these things to you, but I have an affiliation with a company because I've been following them. I've been following it since its inception and I do have experience with the devices that the company offers. So as you may have guessed from the title, today we're going to talk about OnePlus. And basically, this episode is going to be split into two. Part one is going to be a quick history of the company, how was it, how it was founded, how it sort of blew up in a way, and a few other things. And in part two, I am going to discuss my experience with OnePlus devices. So without any further ado, let's kick into gear and let's start talking about OnePlus. OnePlus was founded in 2013 by two guys, Pete Lau and Carl Pei, and it is based in Shenzhen, China. For those who don't know, Shenzhen is the sort of tech hub of China, like probably right now the biggest tech hub in China. Many tech companies have their headquarters, are headquartered in Shenzhen, as well as many of the component suppliers and factories which build and assemble devices like tech devices are based right now in Shenzhen, China. So how did OnePlus put itself on the map? Everything started in 2013. Well, the company was founded late in 2013 and they announced their first product, the OnePlus One, which was set to release in 2014. The OnePlus One as a device was known as the so-called flagship killer. What does flagship mean in the tech world? Flagship means that top of the line device that you spend a whole lot of money, uh, the most premium, the most performing, the best of the best, top of the top, when it comes to specs, performance, everything like that. And generally around that time in 2014, flagship phones flagship smartphones, if we have to be specific, were hovering in terms of pricing around five, six, probably if in 2014 was the first time where we have seen phones reaching the $700 mark in terms of uh, MSRP. But OnePlus decided to shift its focus towards building the best phone in terms of performance at the lowest price possible. So what did they do? They just built a phone with the specifications and components of a very, very good top of the line phone. Let's talk about, let's say, uh, about like a Samsung around, I think in 2014, uh, the latest Samsung device, like the latest top of the flight, like Samsung flagship was the Galaxy S5. That kind of performance in a less than $300 package. So the OnePlus One was 
announced with a Qualcomm Snapdragon 801 chip, which was at the time the best smartphone chip that you could ever think of. Three gigabytes of RAM, which was a lot for the time. 64 gigabytes of memory, which was still enough for many people in 2014. And also they announced a partnership with a group called CyanogenMod, uh, which is a group that built CyanogenMod, which is a custom ROM. For those who don't know what a custom ROM is, it's basically an unofficial version of Android. Uh, since Android is a open source operating system, many people, like many developers, started to fork out different versions of Android, uh, including their own features and trying to appeal to a certain audience. Today, in this day and age, in 2021, custom ROMs are not a th that much of a thing anymore. Um, people started just not to be interested in it, uh, and they just started to shift their interest into something else. To be honest, if I have to talk about my experience with custom ROMs, I have experience with custom ROMs. I have been flashing a few custom ROMs here and there during my lifetime as a smartphone let's say tech enthusiast, smartphone enthusiast. So I do know my ins and outs. But for those who don't know what a custom ROM actually entails, it's basically a non-official version of Android that also, that still relies on Google support. Like, yeah, of course there are some custom ROMs, there were some custom ROMs that do not have support for Google services and applications. So you don't have your, you don't have Google as your own search engine. You cannot like use Gmail or you cannot even search through Google that's more of a privacy kind of thing but back in the day since the since google decided to offer this open package for developers uh open, like in, including their application and apis and whatnot they decided to stick with them and the oneplus one was the first commercially viable phone that had say engine mod out of the box so that was a big thing for the modding community and for all the enthusiasts out there. So all this big, very chunky and very substantial package was just under $300, which was a very big talking point. Uh, many people were thinking that this was a hoax and OnePlus, the OnePlus One was never a thing, you know, um, it was never, it was never going to to see the light of day, to see the light of the market. But in reality, at the end of the day, OnePlus shipped the OnePlus One. And another peculiarity about OnePlus at its at its like uh, at its beginning, at its birth, was the fact that you were not going to find a OnePlus One at your local tech store. They decided to go with an invite system. So. How it worked was you get an invite from someone else to buy the phone and you will receive the opportunity to invite someone else to join in and grab a OnePlus One. So this kind of made made it seem like the product was so exclusive. And then after a while, I think if I remember correctly, after six months of this whole invite system only, they opened up the the sales through their online store. So the OnePlus One was really, really hard to get 
really really hard to uh, find and get a hold of at least in the beginning and then you know when the used market started to get catch on you know people selling their old phones then the oneplus one just started to flood the used market so many people had like started to get the taste of uh in a cheap way of what flagship was going to be and what flagship looked like so this was the beginning of oneplus as a company and their first device but things started to take a let's say a doubtful turn when people who are um when like watchers of the let's say asian smartphone market so people who follow the asian smartphone market and they know companies uh chinese companies which are exclusive to china so they don't really sell their their main focus like their main um the core audience of their products is actually the um the chinese market people started to realize that the oneplus one and another phone from a company called oppo the actually the oppo find 5 did look and resemble a lot to each other they, they were very similar if not identical especially on the on the look and feel and the design kind of thing not the feel of the software but more like the hardware so how it looked the, the shape the screen and things like that everything was really similar and then the the the, the mystery was sort of solved because if you like people have started to dig quite quite deep enough to find out that oneplus was owned by and it's still to this day owned by bbk electronics which is a company that owns oppo and few other brands and sub brands like vivo iq which is a vivo sub brand and realme which is a oppo sub brand if i'm not mistaken realme is a oppo is an oppo sub brand that is specialized in cheap phones for the indian market and also the chinese market in a way and iq is a more premium division of vivo actually vivo and oppo uh they do not have a really strong foothold in the western market but oppo if you are a football fan you might might remember the name oppo because they were a um a main sponsor for the FC Barcelona football team a few years ago. So they tried to break into the Western market through football, but it didn't really catch, it didn't really catch on. So uh, for the time being from the BBK Electronics Group, OnePlus is the only company that has a strong foothold in Western markets, including the United States, the United Kingdom, Australia, Europe, and especially India, OnePlus has a big foothold in the indian market also because they have some products that are um exclusive to the indian market but we're getting there uh we're gonna get there shortly so how is oneplus today like starting from this humble these sort of humble origins you know uh, with phones at a low price like high performance phones at a low price well things have kind of shifted in a way but also because well smartphone prices have gotten significantly significantly up in recent years you know nowadays if you want a proper flagship phone you have to shell out about like a thousand twelve hundred dollars you know pretty hefty sums like pretty hefty prices if you know what i mean uh 
Uh, and OnePlus kind of started to follow suit, mostly specifically uh, in their latest, let's say in the latest few devices that have been released. So from the OnePlus 7 onwards, uh, the prices have been getting higher and higher. Uh, so right now, if I remember correctly, the OnePlus 8T, their latest model, uh, the sort of flagship for OnePlus, starts in at about $899 and can get up to $1,200 with like, you know, uh, with the highest amount of RAM that you can get and the largest storage that you can find. So they sort of shifted and normalized their pricing for profit basically because i know that making a phone like the oneplus 8t is not really expensive in terms of manufacturing but of course the company wants to have something on top of it they don't need they don't want they don't want sorry they don't want to just break even when selling a phone they need a profit so they they have a they add a bunch of more like some margin to that in order to get that money so I would say that the prices have been like tr they triplicated since the first um, OnePlus One. So things have started to be less like the company's shifted from a tech enthusiast brand, you know, to a more sort of lifestyle-ish kind of uh, brand, similar to what Samsung or Apple are onto. So OnePlus also started like to sell other products just in phones, you know. Uh, they had a collaboration with McLaren F1, the F1 team, and it was a really exciting time because actually I'm a, I'm a uh, McLaren F1 fan, so it, it was really exciting to see the partnership between McLaren and OnePlus, which is so on to this day. So we might see maybe in the future another McLaren-branded OnePlus phone. It's, kind of like what they did with the OnePlus 6T, which um, was a, of course they had their, like their, the vanilla version, and then they released a McLaren uh, branded version, which was really, really nice. And I would have loved to get a hands-on, but it was really expensive actually. So I hope that they would make another collaboration and they would get like a new branded McLaren phone. So nowadays, OnePlus, in terms of devices, talking only about smartphones, it has two lines at the moment, two um, phone lines, let's say phone product lines in a way. There's the typical OnePlus phone line. So, you know, the, one, the line that started with OnePlus One and then kept going onwards until the OnePlus 8T, which is available, which is the latest at the moment. And then last year they have introduced the Nord uh, sort of brand kind of thing. It's basically a back to the roots kind of phone line because they try to basically make the best phone uh, at, a cheap, at the cheapest price. So now they have three devices in the Nord uh, line, the OnePlus Nord, the Nord N10 and the Nord N100. The Nord N10 and N100 are the low-end kind of uh, phones that the Nord provides, and the OnePlus Nord is their mid-range, top-of-the-line kind of mid-range um, phone, and it's pretty good for the price if we if we need to look at it. And then OnePlus started to delve and diverge its um, product selection. They started with phones and then they started to get more and more into 
accessories such as headphones, power banks, uh, merchandise. Also, like you can you can have T-shirts, backpacks, water bottles, and phone cases. OnePlus branded, of course. The phone cases are for OnePlus phones only. You know, you cannot buy a OnePlus phone case for a let's say a Samsung Galaxy S21 or an iPhone 12. So there's that, and also uh, another. Uh, tech product that they sell are TVs, smart TVs. But these, as I mentioned before, are a Indian market exclusive. So OnePlus has, I think, three or four different TV, smart TV models that you can buy in India for about, I remember uh, when I checked on, uh, the prices were about 12,000 rupees. I'm not really sure how much it would be in dollars or euros. I would be really interested to see a OnePlus TV breaking into Europe. I mean, technically, it is possible to buy a, a OnePlus TV and get it imported. I mean, yeah, you just you probably find them on on Amazon India, so you can just buy them from Amazon India and import them through a third party. I would guess. So, but I would be really interested to see what a OnePlus TV looks like and how it works and things like that. So. I hope that maybe one day in the future, OnePlus brings TVs, smart TVs also in the, at least in the Western market, in the US or in the European market. Now, let's talk about my experience with OnePlus. Well, my first proper, let's say, contact with the company was in 2015 when right about, I think, the the first months which the OnePlus One was available in Europe always through the this invite system and my mom uh not my biological mom uh, i need to digress a little bit for those who don't know i have two moms um there's my biological mom which who lives in italy and there is my host mom uh who was basically the mom of the family that hosted me but for me she is basically like my mom because I, I got really like I got really close with her, so you know, I see her as my mom. She sees me as her son. So even though we're not biologically biologically connected, we do have this sort of like mom and son connection. So I remember when I was in exchange, my mom came back from home, like sorry from work, come came home from work, and she got a one plus one because she had like a very old proto smartphone. Uh, I think of that. The phone was like five years old back then, so it was from 2010. So she needed a new phone, and her boss somehow got a hold of a OnePlus One, and he basically asked her if she wanted it. So she was like, "Why not?" And I remember, I remember she got home from work, and I saw the OnePlus One box in the table. I was like, "What is that?" I was really excited and she was like, that's my new phone. I was like, wait, how did you get a hold of a OnePlus phone? You know, so I was really excited to see like how a OnePlus one was like, how, how it looked and, fe and felt because of course she, she's not properly a techie. So, you know, she needed help with setting up stuff and things like that. So I was there to help her. And so that was my first contact with OnePlus. So I had, I had, I had the chance to sort of see what a OnePlus one looks like and how it works. But my proper, my first owned OnePlus device came in 2017 when I bought the OnePlus 3T. And there was a bundle 
uh, you get the OnePlus 3T and their headphones, the um, in-ear headphones, the OnePlus Bullets. So my experience with the OnePlus 3T was very, very great. I mean, I love the phone, uh, the look and the feel, you know, it felt pretty premium. And it was so around that time where you could get a hold of a top of the line OnePlus phone for quite cheap. I remember I paid about 400 euros for it. Uh, when, so in 2017, phones were starting to reach the the thousand dollar mark, you know? So, um, getting a phone that powerful, that powerful and performant for less than, than half of the price of the price of a flagship, that was like, that was really great. So I really had a great experience with the phone. I, I used it for about two and a half years. Uh, so it has been a great, a great companion. Uh, very powerful, uh, awesome battery. Like I could like really, I, I really, I could have, I, I could have not charged it at night, you know, and I could have gone through like an hour, a day and a half of usage. Uh, and also the fact that, you know, it came with the dash charger. So a faster charging, um, option, you know, a faster charging power brick. So you could charge, no, I wouldn't say fully. Uh, it, it, it charged pretty. It charged pretty fast for the time, like for the time. So you know, um, I wasn't really in the hurry of getting my phone charged. It didn't really take too long. So you know, if uh, if I had to run and my battery was a bit low, I would just like you know put it. I would just the charge, splash some battery on it, splash some charge on it, and take it with me and uh, take it on the go and things like that. So. Also, it was really powerful, you know. I wasn't really playing that many games on it. Uh, I'm not into mobile gaming that much. Uh, I do play a few games, though. So, but the thing is that for most of I mean, uh, it, it had an awesome battery for most of the time, but in the late stages of usage, you know, two years down the line, things started to get a bit hot. Uh, I noticed some overheating, especially on the battery side of things, and due to overheating the battery doesn't last as much you know so my battery was running out quite quickly in in some instances so then i had to basically get a new phone and uh i decided to get another oneplus device we're getting uh we're going to talk about it in just a bit uh i had to also i i had the opportunity to use their in-house in-ear headphones the oneplus bullets i try i thrashed them after nine months um no quality wasn't the greatest i mean the the ear tip like the the driver itself was encapsulated in a metal casing so it felt pretty premium but the wire the quality of the wire wasn't that great so after about six or seven months if i remember correctly or nine months i don't really recall uh they stopped working because probably the wires got pulled and you know, broke broke down. So there was that. They sounded pretty decent. I mean, um, the OnePlus 3T had also a uh, a built-in equalizer, and that built-in equalizer had a specific preset for the OnePlus Bolt. So there was also that. Like the integration was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, they were a tad bit fragile, but the, the sound quality was pretty great for the. Mm, for that price like i think that the wapus bullets were 39 euros so 
more premium feeling maybe the wires could have done a bit better could have had like you know like better wires and things like that things like that but at the end of the day good sounding headphones nonetheless if if you had treated them if i had treated them in the way you know in the way they should have been treated you know they would have probably lasted me until like now so there's that so after two years and a half with my oneplus 3t then i decided to to change phones because of the aforementioned uh battery overeating kind of issue and uh i decided to get a oneplus 7 pro so it's been i have it right here it's been uh over a year that i had this phone and i had to say like probably definitely the best phone i've ever had i don't have any complaints about it it's just a really great a really great and solid device you know uh aesthetically pleasing very powerful a ton of ram um the version that i have here has eight gigabytes of ram 256 gigabytes of, uh, of storage and uh, it also came with a transparent case so what more could i could i've ever asked and yeah so it i think if i remember correctly i paid like 5.99 for it and uh it's been a really good a really really good phone ever since and uh on top of that well uh the oneplus 7 pro doesn't have a headphone jack so i had to buy a pair of um wireless bluetooth headphones so i bought a pair of gpls and now they're not working anymore they just you can just hear like you put them pair they pair and then you just hear a bunch of static like when you try to replay something you just hear um electric noise so i don't know what happened there so i had to but i had to go out and buy a new pair of wireless bluetooth headphones and i stumbled upon the oneplus bud c so the new the latest uh oneplus buds um out of oneplus <laughs> as the name suggests so after i think if i remember correctly uh they launched their headphones the oneplus buds with the oneplus nord so they decided you know the oneplus buds are the premium kind of um headphones for the for the one like from oneplus and i didn't really like them i mean I, not that i haven't tried them but uh i prefer in-ear headphones with the whole like ear tip kind of thing and those are not like that so uh i would i would have preferred something with an ear tip uh and the oneplus bud z came along which are basically a well they're sort of styled like airpods but they have like you can see like you can you can see with your naked eye you know they're, they're pretty like they have some cues from from airpods from apple airpods uh but they are a bit of course they are a bit different well yeah you cannot really copy that kind of design so and the these are very very great i mean uh i paid 50 euros for it for them so not too bad and uh, the, the the fit is really great um i am pretty picky with with headphones um especially when it comes to fit like you know um the ones that i bought like the first pair of bluetooth headphones those jbls they weren't the best fitting air he headphones like ever so they were pretty 
they they were trying to get uh, deep into my ear canal so they they hurt quite a bit like at the beginning and now they like then my ear got kind of like my ears got used to it and having like a more traditional sort of shape it's much better and um yeah i use these pretty much on a, on a daily basis even though i don't go anywhere i have them connected to three devices so uh, I can like shift, I can switch between uh, different devices very quickly and they pair seamlessly with your OnePlus device. So you just open a case and they get connected. So AirPods kind of, AirPods style kind of thing. So yeah, for now my combo is OnePlus 7 Pro and OnePlus Bud C. So let's see what the future holds and let's see what other devices I'm gonna get my hands on. Uh, what, can there, what other OnePlus devices I, I would get my hands on in the future. So that was about it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more, just keep on scrolling and check things in the Walter Talk podcast. I have been releasing a bunch of episodes. You know, uh, this is my seventh episode, actually my eighth. Last episode was a uh, an interview with a international reporter, Terry Schultz. So... If you want to hear an hour of discussion about America and Europe, because she was a she is an American, she moved to Europe. So, if you want to her, if you want to hear the take of an American who moves to Europe, you can go and check that out. Other than that, I will see you in two Tuesdays for a brand new episode of Watcher Talk. Till then, have a good one.